second half of the show coming to you live from the Kintech studio. We'll get to some of your uh, texts here in the back half of the show. Fill in the blank coming up as well. We will also connect with Manny Viveroche, your Vancouver Giants head coach here on the home of the Giants. Uh, let's talk to him now down the Dispatch Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Hotline. The first call, the only call. Manny joins us now. How are you? I'm fine, guys. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing fantastic. Appreciate you joining us uh, here today. Uh, through uh, 49 games now, Manny, uh, in year one for you here in Vancouver, uh, what have you learned through the whole uh, season so far? Well, we're we're certainly pleased uh, the way our, our group has developed over the season. Uh, we certainly uh, we knew at the beginning of the year that we might have some growing pains with some young a young team, but uh, the way our kids have really, uh, you know, uh, progressed and, and developed over the last couple of months here has been uh, really, really impressive. And the credit goes all to the kids. They're the ones that put in all the work in that. And they're absorbing what we're trying to teach them and, and you know, applying it to when they're on the ice. And it's really been uh, really, really been nice from our side to see how much they developed over the season here. And uh, we were hoping that we continue to keep peaking like we are towards uh, the end of the regular season and hopefully get a playoff spot. Yeah, a couple of big wins here recently. But just on, on that development path, when you're, when you're thinking, okay, we have a young group here and, and, and – you want to see how the season progresses, but just just staying consistent and not, I guess, being reactionary because it was very, you know, one up, one down, two up, two down at the start of the season. Now you've rattled off some wins here here recently, but just trying to stay consistent and stay true to your beliefs and ideals of okay, this will turn around at some point. How tough is that in in November and December? Well, it certainly is. You you don't know how uh, you know eventually whether the kids are going to be able to get it, whether it's this year or at the beginning of next year. But you're certainly hoping that it's going to happen sooner than later here. But um, like I said, our kids, like they really, it's a lot of fun to work with them. They come to the rink every day. They're excited about learning and getting better. And then uh, you know the, when they put the work in, you can't help but not get better. And the kids are doing the right things, and that's for something for us. We saw in this group and this young group here that, and we do have some pretty good uh, young uh, players that are really skilled in combination with some really good veteran leadership players that, uh, that this group was eventually going to, you know, come together and, and uh, you know, uh, we're starting to see the rewards of all the work they put in. Uh, winners of four of the last five here, your Vancouver Giants. Um, it, maybe it was in this last five games or maybe it was earlier. Was there a moment when it, it feel, things just kind of felt like they could flip for you? Well, I think that, that Eastern trip for us was a big, uh, a big uh, confidence builder for our group going on the East. I know a lot of the teams from the West that went out there never fared that well. Out there. Mm-hmm. We went out there and, uh, you know, our kids uh, knew what to, to expect, uh, you know, had enough time throughout the year to, to know what it is to play in tough uh, oppositions, buildings. And um, our kids came went in, we gave them a game plan, and they executed really well and we ended up getting three out of five. And you can really see the confidence of our kids builds from that. And then obviously after, you know, the trade deadline, we brought in a few more players here that uh, added some veteran leadership and some extra skill to our group up front that we certainly needed. Uh, that that integration of, of the guys that you just acquire, how's that uh, gone for you? Been really good. You know, they fit in seamlessly. Uh, re- two really uh, good young players. Uh, 
uh, in uh, Connor Levis mm-hmm. and Zimmer came into our group like that, and they fit in right away like that, and it certainly helped up shore up the position that we needed some some help at the center position. We we talked to Connor after the the first or the second game uh, when he was in Vancouver, and you know he he gets off the mark really fast, and you know when you're making that change and you know for a player, how how important do you do you view it as? Hey, just just get off the mark quick, and it, it just settles the nerves, and and then you can really start to buy in to the team philosophy. Well, no, certainly. I think he, well, he scored in his first shift in yeah. Prince Albert, so his very first shift of when he was with us here. So that certainly is a confidence builder here. But you know, Connor and both of those players, uh, uh, him and Zimmer, they're both such uh, they got good hockey IQ, so they're able to pick up our system really quickly, especially at the centerman position, which is one of the most difficult positions to play. And uh, both those kids have really embraced uh, their new role with our group here. And uh, not only offensively, but defensively, they've been outstanding for us. Uh, I mentioned four of the last five here for you guys, but uh, I imagine the, the Prince George one and the Everett one, some feathers in, in your cap as well. You know, Two of the top three teams here in the West. Uh, what do those mean to you? Well, our, kid, our kids really wanted those games really bad. There's no question about it, too. You know, we played both those teams before and haven't fared well to them. But now we felt with a new confidence and, a, you know, a different lineup. Uh, now we feel as if that we can we can go head-to-head with these big teams. And, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're good. They've all made improvements also, too. But we really like the way we've improved our game. And we feel now that we have a, like a real chance, I think, no matter who we're playing here, that we have a chance to win every night. Is is the the style of play coming together for you here too? Because I, I imagine you know you've had so many up and downs, you know Hanzik in and out and all this sort of stuff. Is is it finally starting to gel for you? Yeah, there's no question about it. Too, you can see that that the kids are uh, you know understanding of how we want to play and what our identity is as a group here, and you certainly see that within our game. And we certainly want to play uh, you know a real fast tempo type of game and 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 you know get on the opposition on forecheck and spend time in the ozone. And over these last three weeks to a month now, you can really see um, with our, our three analytics, our possession time in the ozone has jumped up uh, quite a bit. So that's something that we want to be known for as our group here. And, you know, obviously we have the personnel to, to help that, uh, reinforce that. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been really good to see how these kids have really uh, taken the next step. Uh, what can you say about Hanzik as well? I know goals in two in a row here. I think he got uh, five points in this last little stretch here as well. So, uh, you know, he, he's had a challenging season, but feels like it's really coming around. Yeah, you know what? Since he's got back, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, the whole season there, he was injured for quite a bit. We had him for about four games, and mm-hmm. one of the World Juniors came back overseas. So it take it took him a little bit of time just to get his legs underneath him again. That, but now you see, um, you know, that separation speed that he has and that dominance on the ice when he's uh, when he's going. That uh, he makes a huge difference uh, for our club. But not only that, he's he can be dominant on the ice at times, and that's something. Uh, you know, only going to get better and better as he gets better, uh, you know, game condition and that. But he's been, no question about it, having him on our, our club has made it, uh, uh, us, us that much better. I, I say challenging. It, it, it's more of the, the flow of a season, right? Because he's been to World Juniors and, and the, uh, the, the the injury. But as far as raw production, he's been uh, fantastic when he's been available for you guys. Uh, 19 points on the season. I, I do want to talk about the goaltending, though, as well. Uh, Mirwald, fantastic the other game. 
Yeah, yeah, he's been all season long for mm-hmm. us. He's been uh, he's been a real, uh, you know, just a, a comfort level for our group when he's in the net. He's he, you know, he makes a lot of the difficult saves look easy. Um, the other night here against Everett, here they put us under pressure and had momentum for for a few minutes. So he made some key saves just to just kind of break their momentum so we get our feet going again. And uh, he's done that for us all year. No matter who we played against, uh, whether it's been a home or on the road, he's always given us an opportunity to get a win. Uh, you guys are back in action on uh, Friday. You'll hear it on these airwaves. We're home with the Giants uh, here on Sportsnet 650 in Seattle. Uh, what do you expect out of the T-Birds? Well, there's a team that uh, since Christmas time they've been uh, on the rise also too, and obviously they come from a pretty good pedigree from last year. Although they've lost some of their players last year, but they still have quite a few players that were there from the championship season. So, um, you know, they've been playing really good of late, and uh, and always a tough building to play into. So that's something we do have experience of being there already once this year, though. But uh, you know, you never can go into a building and. and, and especially on the road and and uh, totally feel comfortable but we've had that experience before so it's it'll be it was it's a loud building it's going to be a full house on Friday night and you know they're trying to fight for a playoff sp- uh, position and we're trying to solidify a p- playoff position for us here so I think it's uh, it's go time for a lot of these teams that are not secured just yet so I expect a, a playoff atmosphere for sure. Uh, you're rolling right now, uh, as I mentioned, four or five, six, three, and one. The last ten. You're back at home on Saturday. Uh, hope people go out and support you. VancouverGiants.com/slash/tickets. Manny, we appreciate it as always, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. It's Manny Viverosh joining us. Your Vancouver Canucks or Vancouver Giants head coach. I enjoy uh, saying his name way too much. What's that? Yeah, there's a twinkle in your eye every time you get to say his last it's name. A great name. It's a great name. I, I wish Viverosh. I, I wish my name ended with like a, a finger roll. <laughs> to the to the rim. Yeah. Nizar. It's, it's not quite. It's, it's not quite the same. No. But, it's not uh, like a short. Bic it's not is short. Great. Of like anything, Bic sounds right? great, but pens. Yeah. Yeah. If if it was like Marv Albert, you know, shout, shouting out for I'm shooting up a three. It's like Bic for threes. I I don't know if he's going Nizar. Right. It's, it's it's just not, it's not the same. I understand. I feel you. No English on that uh, spin on the layup. No. You know what I mean. Uh, all right, Wednesdays. I haven't, hey! I, I haven't done a show in so long. Uh, Wednesdays, we do fill in the blank. Uh, Dom has got a bunch of topics for me. I don't know what's coming up here. So fill in the blank. Dom, hit me. Are we all set up there? Oh, there we go. There we go. Intern's running the show. He's he's on top of it. Let's not dilly-dally. The Oilers' win streak was blank. The Edmonton uh, Oilers. The, the, the Edmonton Oilers was flawless. Because how it, so? It was an exciting story, right? And it's something we have like 17 wins in a row. You, I haven't even thought about somebody trying to pull this off. And then for them to not get it is just chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. Just chef's kiss. It's like get you, you get there so close. You you revamp their season, and it's it, it's important for the league that Connor McDavid's in the playoffs, right? Yeah, like for you, sure. you need like Crosby missed last year. You need your best players in the playoffs. You're not and, gonna, and I welcome the the matchup of a Oilers Canucks playoff round. Oh, Oilers Vegas Knights? Are you kidding? No, I. But Oilers Canucks at some point, if it yeah. happens, like embrace it. Take on the best opportunities. Take on the best opponents. I I, I don't like this. Like, oh, I want the, the the easiest path to the the finals. Just take on whoever. If if you're the number one team, take on whoever. But the fact that they got that close and didn't get it, just flawless. It's flawless. Rick Talkett's very happy. You're not you're not discounting it at all, are you? 
No, I, I think it's it, it's a good conversation. You're like, oh, look who they played. It's a fair conversation, but 32 points is 32 points. What are you going to take away from it? And they still lost ground on Vancouver. Yes. That's amazing. Uh, the Canucks should call up Archie Baines because? Uh, I don't agree with this, but I'll no, answer No, you have question. to give an answer. I'll, I'll give an answer. That's the point. Because the fans are salivating over it. Frothing. That's why. That's why. <laughs> or, or just a reward... Uh, R.S.D. Baines with with a couple of days of NHL paycheck, that 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 would be the reasons. But I'm very much like maybe a playoff appearance because of injuries and all that sort of stuff. We talked about in the post game show last night. I I wager that he gets more playoff appearances than regular season appearances. If the Canucks make a run and yeah. injuries happen, and then he's he's there for you know two three games, maybe he gets one or two in the regular season. But I'm I'm pumped up for what for next season looks like for Archie Baines. But I, I don't want a yo-yo transaction. I want you're called up to the NHL and you stay in the NHL. And if it means a handful more games in the AHL than the season, so be it. But uh, I'm excited for the future. But I I just don't want to see like up and down, up and down. So what you're saying is he's the new Tequila Tana. <laughs> sure. You know the story with Eddie Lack. Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, okay, next. The league taking the Winter Classic back to Chicago is blank. Par for the course? Is, is, are, is, is, so boring. Is anyone surprised, though? No, but it's not boring. It's it just is like, boring. Oh, it's, it's Chicago again, but it's Connor Bedard playing an outside game. Like, What did you think was going to happen? Okay, but here's my issue with it. Is they're going back to Wrigley. That's been done. They've been, they've been a soldier. Okay, great. Take me to Insured Rate Field, or whatever the hell it's called, that the White Sox play in. Give Why? me a new venue. Why? At least give me a new venue. They did Notre Dame one year, Chicago hosted in Notre Dame. Give me something different. You want Bedard in it? Okay, have Bedard in it. What's the next historic field that I got to do, though? The the White Sox one. That's the That's only one they historic. haven't done. We, we, you just mentioned Soldier Field. Yeah. Wrigley, Wrigley, Notre Dame, South Bend, and you're yeah. like, the Chicago White yeah. Sox. Stop yes. it. No. Former World Series champions. Stop it. Do it at the McAllister household. Do it there. There's enough room in the backyard. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Do it there. Have What's-Her-Face come out. Kevin! <laughs> Connor! <laughs> That's great. Uh, I'm so tired of the Winter Classics going back there. Ugh. This is their seventh appearance, by the way. It, it, I feel like they should have made the uh, Chicago the road team. Like, you still get Bedard yeah. in an outdoor game. Make them the road team, yeah. not the home team. I, I maintain they need to do an outdoor game, much like they did with Lake Tahoe, Lake Louise. Whistler. Or Whistler. Yeah. They got to do it. Got to do it. Uh, the Seattle Kraken, I most want the Canucks to trade for, is blank. Uh, I... We People have, have heard me say this. Will Borgen. Will Borgen would love a, a, a depth, smart, reliable D-man. You are it, just caping for Will Borgen. Yeah. It, it, it's in a world where, like, maybe you use the Tyler Mar- Myers money goes out and Borgen comes in. And so I was like, hey, that's a lot of money you just saved. Uh, but Why don't you want Everly? Will Borgen. I don't know if I have a good answer for you. I guess that's unfair because, like, it's not like you don't want him. Yeah. I just why just, is that not your answer? The, the financial realities feel a, a lot more challenging for Jordan Eberle than retain salary. Right, but it's like you you have to pay extra for that. Yeah, that's they're already all in. What do you mean? But they don't have that many more assets <laughs> now because they moved one for uh, Lindholm. We have Lander. 
Yeah, the, stop that. Stop that. <laughs> Who's yours, Dom? Say it. Thomas Tata. And why, Dom? Say he's it. Slovak. He's Slovak. He's on the final go. year of his deal. There he's making $1.5 million. He's a winger. And but he fits right into your top six. That one is more believable to me than uh, Jordan Everly, just because the, the finances make way more sense. Uh, and finally, uh, the 49ers. I'm going to force your hand here. The 49ers will be Super Bowl champions if... Uh, I haven't really decided who I'm picking just yet. Um, we all know you're you're anti Brock Purdy. Uh, well, I picked the I picked the Forty Nine ers cover two weeks in a row, and they didn't, and they didn't. So, so uh, we know where you're fading. Uh, no, I, I might triple down. Uh, the Forty Nine ers will be Super Bowl champions if Nick Bosa gets two sacks. Just two. Well, sacks come with pressures. If he only gets two pressures and two sacks, that's a problem. But I'm assuming if he's getting two sacks, that means he's running roughshod all over the place. But I, I'll say Bosa if if he dominates. I, I think he might be the most important 49er. This weekend? It, this weekend. Got it. Are you excited for this Super Bowl? It feels like a lot of people aren't. Why aren't people excited? I don't know. I think people have Chiefs fatigue. No. Yeah, man. yeah. As a society, we need to appreciate greatness more. We do, but we don't. We, we, we really don't. You think people appreciate LeBron James and what he's doing? No. No, it's it's tear down. Do you think we appreciate the, the what wars? we have in Quinn Hughes? No. Uh, that one, yes. It, look, in it, the it, moment, it's, it's not fair because like the Canucks fans are always going to appreciate what Quinn Hughes does. Um, does the rest of the NHL? That's the conversation. The Canucks fans are going to back Quinn Hughes. Although the better example would have been Elias Pettersson. Sure. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Do they appreciate what EP is? No. Elias Patterson's not consistent. He's just in the top ten of scoring. Elias Patterson doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. And he just he, he literally does all those things. Are you uh are you into the Taylor Swift narratives? Uh, I saw a thread today. Uh someone someone did some numerology with uh Taylor Swift and the number 13. Mm-hmm. Uh oh man, I have to find this thread here. Uh, all right. Taylor was born on the 13th of December. She turned 13 on the Friday the 13th. Her first album went gold in the U.S. in 13 weeks. She won her 13. She just won her 13th Grammy uh, at Super Bowl 58. Five plus eight equals 13. She's been to 12 Chiefs games. The Super Bowl will be her 13th. The uh, the Niners are the one seed. The Chiefs are the three seed. Uh, the 49ers. Four plus nine equals 13. It's on February 11th, which is 13th. 87 is Travis Kelsey's number, plus 13 is 100. Uh, Brock Purdy wears 13. She's flying from Tokyo to Vegas, which apparently is a 13-hour flight. And uh, she has an album called 13, right? Yeah. It's a lot of numerology there. There's a uh, saying. I don't know. I don't think it's confirmation bias, but it's specifically to do with numbers and how you can find numbers to confirm oh, of course. any take you of have. Course. Or any meaning you think is behind the number. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I don't believe in that. All right. No, I, I just it's 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 funny. It's though. funny. It's funny. But uh, I, I don't know if there's a cheese fatigue. I, I believe, but uh, I'm I'm hyped, man. Super Bowl. This is your week. Actually, I was saying this to Josh on Monday. We were like, oh, this is this is Bix like Christmas. Yeah. Well, Why isn't he here on Monday? Friday. Uh, I'm pumped because we get to do like the Super Bowl props. Yeah. And the Usher halftime. Segment. I won't be here for that. Uh, you should just call in for that for that day. Cause I we, think cause, it's yeah because we have open boards, right? Six zero four two eight zero zero six fifty. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm pumped because last year we did it and we had to like 
we, we had to like say goodbye to the pod because we can't yeah. play all the clips of the song. So we're gonna do that again on Friday. No, no, don't you remember what we did last year? We played we played enough of a clip. Was that what we did? Yeah, I, I thought we said we had, to the pod. No, we had fun with it because it was like we can only play five seconds of a song. I, I think we should play more than five seconds this year. We'll discuss that on Friday. We have corporate overlords we have to. But if 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 we cut off the pod, you can do that. Yeah, well then we have less downloads, Vic. Would we? <laughs> we have faithful listeners of, of, of the uh, the people show here. Uh, 650, 650. Let's get to the text that came in earlier. Uh, Gurdip, hey, guys, what would be the best matchup for the Canucks in the playoffs? I kind of think Nashville. Nashville Seattle. would be my pick. Seattle. Well, they've beaten Nashville twice already this year. Sure, but UC can But you you just you just put it in the topics who you want Seattle to trade to Vancouver. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. No, but the, the way to make it happen is for them to lose games. There's no room for logic here, Bick. I want Seattle. Uh, and, and they've lost to Seattle this year. So That's okay, but I have I have less faith in Joey Dacau than I do UC Saros. Uh, but also you want to kick off the uh, the rivalry, right? Seattle. Well, that as well. But that yeah. we're talking about matchups here. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, that's... But that's fun. That's extracurricular. I, I think the, the team with the, with the lowest ceiling to me is Nashville. Uh, you think... Yeah, St. Louis can be plucky. Like if Bennington goes on a heater, oh yeah, it's like we know okay, what that's St. Louis one thing. Can do. Um, obviously, they have Soros in Nashville, but I, I just don't know if uh, they've got enough overall offensive pop. So I'm less concerned about Nashville. But either way, uh, bring on all comers. Six fifty, six fifty. This one, uh, Daryl and Surrey. Hey, Bick. I think they Canucks still get need to get a couple of wins over Vegas before the end of the season for me to believe they're the true contender. Believe they're a good team. They can compete with the physicality that Vegas would. They compete with the physicality Vegas would bring. And and yeah, that was mentioned earlier. Like Mark Stone just had his way in that game. Just pushed people around, threaded the puck wherever he wanted. Uh, Vegas to me is still in the top tier. I would argue, too, the top-tier teams this year would get beat by previous season's top tiers. I, I think it's a depressed market. Call it because of the flat cap, whatever the reason. I, I don't know if the best teams are better than previous season's best teams, but I still think Vegas is in the best tier with probably Colorado. But I think it's a deep group in that second tier, and that's where Vancouver is for me. Call it top nine teams. Uh, this one, Dave uh, from Strathcona, are the Canucks the best team in the league? Simple question. Uh, by the standings, they are. Uh, what it means for cup favorites and true talent, not quite there, but boy, they're going to be fun. They're going to be fun. Uh, game day tomorrow against the Boston Bruins. Uh, we figured out yesterday, I think it's game 28, game 27. Uh, someone texted into the post game show. The famous Game 8, and now it's uh, we're all the way up to Game 27 or Game 28. Uh, I forget which number, but it's been a while. It'll be a fun one tomorrow. 1v2 in the NHL. Uh, we're back on Friday. I uh, know people show tomorrow with the early game. Big shout-out uh, to everyone texting in to the inbox. 650-650, behind the glass. Dom, Ben, Jag, uh, we'll be back on Friday. Uh, overrated, underrated on the way for Canuck Central. And Kevin Woodley with Dan and Sat next year on Sportsnet 650.